Hello everyone and welcome to Spark My Muse. I am your host, Lisa Colondile, and this is Soul School Lesson 298, Alternate Ascension Day. So one time I went to the store, it was 40 days after Easter, and on my way I saw an enormous procession of buggies. These are what horse-drawn Amish modes of transportation are called. And when you see a whole procession of them, you also hear them, and you hear a clomp, clomp, clomping of horse hooves on the pavement. These were carrying families to church service. When I got to the store, which happened to be Mennonite-owned, and Mennonite and Amish are different from each other, Mennonites usually are not as strict, but they are really from some of the same doctrinal and theological backgrounds. And what I found out was that they were closed for Ascension Day. And so Ascension Day is 40 days after Easter, and it is the celebration of the Ascension of Jesus to heaven. I didn't know that much about Ascension Day. I knew the story, and I remember hearing about it. I remember seeing flannel graph, perhaps, of Jesus going up into the clouds. And we hardly paid it any mind. I don't remember sermons on it. I don't remember celebrating it in any kind of way. So brushing up against this was something new to me. And I asked a professor about this, and he went on to tell me that for this particular religious community, this is really the inauguration of the king. The ascension into heaven inaugurates the king and the kingdom of heaven. I want to invite us today to encounter the ascension differently maybe than you ever have before. And today I'm going to be speaking about a theologian named Sergei Bulgakov. Forgive me if I'm mispronouncing his name. He's Russian. He died in Paris in 1944, and he was born in 1871. So it's been a while that he's been gone now, but he was an Orthodox Christian. He wrote about the Ascension of Christ and many other theological topics in ways that are refreshing or new or insightful. I think we might get something out of his writings and some of these concepts. So what he believed about the Ascension of Christ is that it is a crucial event that marks the completion of Christ's earthly mission, but also inaugurates his heavenly reign. So sometimes we've heard about kingdom come, and this would mean that kingdom come is now because it's already been inaugurated. That might be a more common belief among Christians than we might realize, but there's something people say about kingdom has come and kingdom is coming. He emphasized that ascension is not a mere physical departure of Christ from earth, but a profound spiritual reality with significant theological implications. He sees the ascension as a paradoxical event where Christ, as both fully human and fully divine, transcends time and space to be present in both heaven and earth simultaneously. And that's really a mystery. I don't expect that we should puzzle that out cognitively too hard and try to come up with the scientific facts on how that might work. I think that it's supposed to be a mystery that we ponder, knowing full well that our brains can probably not comprehend it. He contends that the ascension signifies the glorification of human nature as Christ in his ascended state and brings humanity into the divine presence, establishing a new communion between heaven and earth. 
Again, we're kind of speaking again about this inauguration, but also about this elevation of human nature where Christ is the firstborn fruits of this new kingdom. Bolgakov highlights the role of the church in the ascension, emphasizing that through Christ's departure, Christ bestows his divine authority and power upon all his followers to continue his mission on earth. And that mission is, of course, found in the Sermon on the Mount. You can read that in Matthew 5. And the Sermon on the Mount is a kind of upside-down kingdom, or possibly we could say put-right kingdom, where the last are first and the first are last. Wrongs are righted, and rescue and restoration happens. He also contends that the ascension allows for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the church, empowering believers to participate in God's redemptive work and to become co-workers with Christ. He explores the ascension as a source of hope for believers, as Christ's ascended presence guarantees their future participation in the divine life and the ultimate fulfillment of their union with God. So this idea of union of God is more of an orthodox concept. And we have to realize that Orthodox Christianity is how Christianity started. There was a schism about a thousand years into Christianity, and that's where we have the Roman Catholics in the West and then the Eastern Orthodox in the East. Then from Roman Catholicism split off, first in Europe, the Protestant Reformation. So I was raised Protestant, and I'm a split from a split. So orthodoxy is far more Eastern in how it understands mystery and how it allows for mystery. It's not as Western and modern. And union with God is the ultimate goal. And union with God is possible. For some people, that's a little bit alarming to hear. But when God makes all things new, we have a chance to be united with God. The theologian suggests that The ascension reveals God's desire for all creation to be united with him as Christ ascends to heaven with his resurrected and glorified human body, affirming the value and sanctity of the material realm. So this pushes hard against these dualistic ideas that the physical is bad or sinful or corrupted and worthless, but it rather dignifies the material realm. It sacralizes it. And so it has been made divine and pure because Christ has embodied the resurrected body, which we will all have as believers. Bulgakov explores the ascension in relation to eschatology, the study of end times, suggesting that it foreshadows the ultimate fulfillment of God's kingdom, where all creation will be brought into unity with Christ. This can be understood really as universalism or tending toward universalism. The idea is that although people may have a purgation or a purification period, that eventually all creation will be brought into unity with Christ because God's love is indomitable. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess is what will happen. He emphasizes that the ascension should not be viewed solely as an otherworldly event but as a transformative experience with implications for the present, calling believers to live out their heavenly citizenship on earth now. And I think this otherworldly event is really where the ascension has been sort of lodged in my mind. I read where the disciples 
the three of the inner circle are speaking with Jesus, and then sort of he just floats away out of sight. And they're thinking, what? He's been uploaded into the cloud. What is happening? And then they're told he left, but he'll come again as he left and go spread the good news. Christ's kingdom has come to earth. We are loved. We can be reconciled with God. Bulgakov sees the ascension as a source of empowerment and liberation, as it signifies Christ's victory over sin, death, and the powers of evil, and his reign over all creation. Now, this one can be hard to swallow because we know that sin, death, and the powers of evil seem very much alive and well. What this inaugural ascension means, though, is that it is the beginning of the end. The old ways are gone and the new is come. Slowly, sin and death are being defeated. The powers of evil, they are slowly but surely being driven away by the light. And the darkness cannot overcome it. The final point I'll mention is that Bulgakov sees the ascension in its full theological significance, that it reveals the limitless expanse of love and grace. It establishes a new order where humanity is united with divinity and creation is restored to its intended glory. And this is a very hopeful perspective indeed, because we're not waiting for our ticket to glory to leave the world behind and let it burn. Instead, we're being restored to our intended glory and the earth's and the creation's intended glory. The way we are supposed to be, the way we are supposed to act towards each other, the way we are supposed to live with each other. And the way this comes forth is through us. We enact the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. We enact it by being the hands and feet of the Spirit of God in this world. And little by little, the light spreads and the darkness cannot overcome it. So whether you have thought of ascension this way or not, whether you agree with this concept of ascension or not, I hope that this gives you hope that the old is passing away and the new has come. Heaven and earth have met and continue to meet so that the glory of God will be known and the love of God will be known. And we get our chance to shine forth in the world with this amazing love that God has given us with the ability to forgive and even to love our enemies. And that does take, I believe, divine help. In the show notes for this episode, I'll send you links to this theologian, Sergei Bulgakov, and some of his works. You can dig in a little bit if you'd like to. He is slowly becoming more well-known as his works are translated into English, and some people consider him one of the greatest theologians of the previous century. I thank you for listening, and until next time, we meet again on a completely different topic for sure. I wish you blessing and peace.